Carl and Gabe go to the movies is a movie review podcast. Therefore, there are spoilers. Welcome to Carl and Gabe Go to the Movies, a podcast that will hit its stride in its 46th episode. Joining me today, as always, people call him podcast because of his podcast. It's Carl Pivowarski. Can't say my last name, and we've known each other for Pivowarski. Oh, that was a uh, Ghostbuster joke you just threw in there? 46. Didn't he say like. 460th episode or something? No, I'm pretty sure it was the 46th episode. Oh, maybe. That's what Dan Aykroyd told him, that his podcast had its... Pe- uh, oh, had did its, it? Okay. Uh, its 46th episode. Um, so, yeah, well, I just referenced Ghostbusters Afterlife, but we'll also be talking about Belfast, House of Gucci, and Come On, Come On later in the podcast. But, uh, yeah, let's start off with Ghostbusters. Carl... Uh, We're doing, like, a short little... You don't have to tell the audience that. You can just speak for a short amount of time, and that's fine. Okay. <laughs> that's not possible. yeah so So, go uh, ahead with ghostbusters yeah it was good i liked it a lot i think i liked it a little more than you did but i'm surprised that you gave it three stars after i read your review Mm -hmm. the review was very negative as per usual very negative very what are you talking about insulting to every cast member personal messages to bill murray (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about no here's what i said McKenna Grace, I said this in my review. was awful, the worst actress the you've main, ever seen on screen. This is the main part of my review. McKenna Grace is phenomenal in this movie. She really is. She's by far the best part of this movie. Paul Rudd's okay. He makes cracks a few jokes, whatever. But McKenna Grace is, yeah. the, is the important thing in this movie. This girl is going to be a huge star. And also... What a shapeshifter she She's is! She's blonde. She, I like when I looked when I looked up the cast afterwards. I was like, oh, I recognize this girl from other things. What like, is she? What else is she in? I'm curious. Uh, what else has she been in? Uh, I Tanya, Captain Marvel. Um, what else? Oh, she, a lot of TV oh. shows. She's been huh. a pretty prevalent child actor. But right. I, I was like, I've never seen this child in anything before. But they just did such a good job. No, with, she was really, really good. They made her really look like. Uh, Oh, uh, Harold uh, Remus? Yeah. Remus? Yeah. Remus, yeah. I think so. Remus? Yeah. yeah. They made which, her- which I wanted to point out that they handled his death so elegantly, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, I thought that stuff was kind of cute. Um, it was nice to see, and they didn't uh, uh, use his voice. It was just visual. But it was done really well. It, the The CGI for it looked really good, I thought. Actually, the CGI in this movie was really strong all around. Yeah, I thought it was a f- fairly well shot movie. I really liked the scenes where the car is like ripping through the wheat fields. Yeah, and stuff what about like that. the tiny little uh, mush- marshmallow men? Those, those guys are hilarious. <laughs> that was like surprisingly gory. Like they yeah. were they were really murdering each other. It was pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. graphic. <laughs> like, Psychopaths. But <laughs> one of them falls into like a, a blender, and then the other one like blends them up. Like but it they was seem like, to oh enjoy God. being murdered. Yeah, they, yeah, they they enjoy murdering and being, being murdered. murdered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not, there was not too much to say. I I loved it. It it kind of threw me back into that. 80s style blockbuster it definitely with the music and the way it's shot it's kind of funny uh even the cgi i think they use a lot of practical effects in this one right um so i loved it for that and then obviously um seeing bill murray dan Aykroyd, ernie hudson coming back um all as ghostbusters is pretty awesome as I, well i felt that that payoff wasn't as rewarding i was anticipating it being a really rewarding payoff when it just they didn't feel like came it in. no it was just kind of like 
They're, here we are. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're here. And then they yeah. like cracked a few like jokes that weren't really that well, funny. Well, I thought they then... defeated the, the bad guy once again too easily. What? Yeah. and, and they, But they recreated her very, very, very well as well. Because like she, the I don't know if they if it was a CGI character as well, but it, she looks exactly like she did in the nineteen eighty four. I thought she looked like a Olivia Wilde. Was it Olivia Wilde? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I I don't know. Um, but yeah, overall, really strong. I gave it three point five. Uh, and I gave it three, and I just have to say also that Finn Wolfhard is absolutely terrible in this movie. And no heart, and he it seemed like he just didn't care. Like yeah, you know, I I don't know. I've never seen this kid be good in anything except for oh. the early seasons of Stranger Things. I thought he's good. Well, I don't even know. I don't know how many movies I've seen with him other than Stranger Things. I love him in Stranger Things. I don't know. I don't know about this kid. Uh. He, he was a very. <laughs> he seemed like he wasn't like interested in being. In no. And also, I thought that the mom was a terrible character, and that she seemed to openly hate her kids. It was really she just seemed weird. to openly hate everybody. <laughs> she was just like telling her kid, like, "Don't be yourself." I was like, "What kind of message is that to say to a kid? Like, what the yeah. hell?" Like, I don't know. But yeah, it was it was okay. Um, weird that it came out in November to me. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's it's a hollow. It's a Halloween movie. It, it was it, it, that that type of movie is perfect for either Halloween or maybe like, they didn't Ju- want it to or July. Maybe they didn't want it to compete with like Halloween Kills and right, but I mean, if if you're gonna do that, I mean, just put it out in like as a summer movie. Then I, they had kind of the summer movie vibe to it, like a blockbuster summer. Yeah, movie I thing. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this I don't know. Weird... I don't know the decision about November. Maybe it wasn't ready, or I, maybe I it honestly... was meant to be released at a different time, and it just got yeah. pandemic delayed. Yeah, how I don't, everything honestly, has not been too lately. sure. Okay. All right, so uh, House of Gucci. Uh, no, no, oh, sorry, Belfast. Belfast. Yeah, and and then their movie with really good child actor. I mean, Jude Hill, this buddy, this kid's amazing. And actually, this entire cast is amazing. I really loved Kieran Hines in this movie as the grandfather. Yes, he was so good. I mean, this movie was. I wasn't. I had no clue what this movie was about going in. I think neither. you didn't either. Really. I, I don't. I purposely don't learn what movies are about. If I, I like can help sometimes, it. Noah, because I don't like being surprised. I love a surprise. <laughs> no, I don't like a surprise. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised with this one. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, were some... you really that surprised though? Like what else are Irish movies about except for the troubles? Like that's what they're <laughs> always about, right? I just, I didn't honestly I had no idea there was a fight between Protestants and Catholics. What? I didn't know that. I, how do you fight? You believe in the same thing. What? Wait, how do you not know this? You you watched the show Dairy Girls. I know you've watched the show. I and have that, watched the that show. conflict. Is like what that whole show is. Yeah, but they're not on. actually like fighting like the way they were in this movie. Like that, right? That stuff's in the eighties. Which I'm, I'm, there's been conflict between different Christian groups. Yeah, forever, right? But I didn't know they were like full out like killing each other's neighbors. And, it goes long back. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy to me. Um, and apparently the director, um. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh was, uh, this is about his childhood. Yeah. So I guess he's Buddy. Yeah. I don't know how bio- biographical, 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 <laughs> biographical yeah. it is, um, um, but it's, it, it obviously, it, it takes a lot of liberties, right? It's per- it's from the point of view of a child, right? Yeah, which it, they did really well. They did do it really well. Even like the parents arguing, it's all from the point of view. And, and I think a lot of the stuff was nonsical because he didn't understand what was yeah. being. And then also like the uh, uh, like the dance number, 
after the funeral of his grandfather yeah. where his dad's like singing so well. And I just, it's also, I think from the perspective of a kid's memory, yeah. it was like this fantastic party. Just which, that, that his dad was the best dancer and, and his like mom, such yeah. a performer, right? And it's just nothing of that is true, but that's just how he remembers it as a kid. And even just like, I was thinking like his parents are just like way too hot in this movie. Like, <laughs> like it's like, so wait, you think he thought his parents were hot? Yeah, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> both of them were, were just like way too hot for just like two like, you know, poor people living in like community yeah. like housing basically like tip top shape yeah they're just like two like models living together <laughs> well it is a movie <laughs> yeah. these are actors so. i know but like and judy dench judy dench is amazing yeah and thank god kenneth branagh redeemed himself his last movie artemis fowl was one i of the, never saw but you absolutely. it's one of the worst movies i've seen in my entire life and unfortunately judy dench was in that one too and <laughs> they, they they redeemed i mean judy dench didn't have to prove anything to me but Branagh redeemed himself in my eyes with this one yeah i really um the the i don't know what's up with movies and we have another movie that we're reviewing today that has a child actor that was also really good but I think uh, yeah, three Judah, three movies that we're reviewing today just had, amazing child actors. But Jude Hill was really, uh-huh. really, really good, and so was the little girl Olivia Tennant. Um, I don't know if she's related to uh, what's that British actor David Tennant. David Tennant. I wonder. I don't know. Google it. I will. Just googled it, and yep, she is. She's the daughter of David Tennant. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. pretty crazy. That's talented family. Yeah. Um, so what did you give this one? I think I gave it four out of five. I also gave it four out of five, and it's my third favorite movie of the year so far. Third, eh? Yeah. That's pretty good. All right. We're moving through these really fast. Is that? Where's where's it 10 minutes in? And we've already gone through two. Yeah. Well, it can be a shorter podcast this time. Uh, Do you have anything else to say about (laughs) Belfast that you want to mention? I I did think. Um, so let's say some negatives because we we've been very negatives. Positive. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, there was times where I felt like it went a little too far into the whimsical, like when there's like the riot happening and like the dad jumps in front of the family and yeah, like, that whole scene was done poorly. Actually, it was yeah. That was the, ju- that was a not weird the riot part. itself, but the part where like there's like a almost like a standoff and the cops are yeah like how do the cops know who's the good one who's the bad one like the dad kind of seems to become like a like a superhero almost or something like, yeah but yeah. then again that's also from the child's memory right he rem- remembers this like epic standoff and his father comes to the rescue and you know what I mean yeah that whole scene though is hilarious when he steals the uh, uh it's like a a, a clothes washing uh, detergent. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only thing he steals and brings home to his mom and then she makes she marches him back to return it. That was really funny too, the way the mom like disciplines him. And then at the end he's still holding it and they're all just sitting in the living room and it's on the table and they're just staring at it. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, and um I, I really related to it too as a descendant of uh Irish Protestants who has dated well, Catholic who has dated Catholic girls, you know, like I thought you were German. <laughs> no I thought you were Austrian yeah, I, I am <laughs> you got my last name isn't it obvious <laughs> why are you playing with a hammer right now uh, bang bang Maxwell silver hammer <laughs> is that all that's going through your head right now you know what that's what we should talk about that we are two 
episodes into uh, the Beatles get back, and it's fabulous. Like, Jesus Christ, this movie is amazing. I I can't wait to watch the third part. Sixty. I can't. I'm a video editor, and I can't imagine going through sixty hours <laughs> of footage, probably with awful audio, awful visuals. Hard to understand what the hell's going on, and they took that and turned it into something that's so watchable. Yeah, it looks great. Like it looks like contemporary. Like you're watching it, it looks like this happened like in the 2000s. It's just crazy. Yeah, no, I, I, I keep, especially during part one, I had to keep reminding myself like this isn't a movie. This is a documentary. Like this is real footage of them. Yeah, especially like I, it really hit me when they cut from the from Linda taking photos uh, of the band, right? Yeah. To the actual photo. It seemed like something you would do in a movie, right? To cut yeah, to the real yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, wait a second. No, now we're going back to the real footage as and, it happened. And the master storytelling of, of storytelling that Peter Jackson is, he's able to take these abstract yeah. conversations and turn it into this really interesting story. And like, I, I, I'm sure he's cutting audio in where there wasn't audio technically in that spot. But it's just done so well that it doesn't even bother you because you can see yeah. sometimes that they're the person who's talking is not talking, but it's just about where they were been talking, mm-hmm. or maybe they were talking a different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the way they do it is so brilliant. It's it's really amazing. I'm really loving this kind of second act of Peter Jackson. Yeah, he's career. a documentary filmmaker. Yeah, you know? and he's really good at it too. And he's making like these really interesting, like unique, and like they feel like real documentaries. You're like, you know, yeah. Not, they're not like entertainmentaries like a lot no. of documentaries where they're more like perspective with flashy. It's just kind of like here. It's it's not it, well. It is trying to tell a story, but it's doing it just with the footage, the, right? Yeah, it's not. He, he's it's not, not cutting, inserting himself into the story at or, all, or he's not inserting like actors pretending to yeah. be people or well. I mean, in he in they shall never grow old. He it's a lot of voice work, but it, but it's, but it's meant to bring out the reality of exactly, the and and it's and it's all based on the lip reading, right? It's not they're not adding in things that these people didn't say to the camera, right? Right. You, someone walks by the camera, and you can see their mouth say, "Oh, look, it's a camera," <laughs> and then you hear it. I love how Peter Jackson's not afraid to release. Things that are ridiculously long, like Lord of the Rings, like <laughs> three hours long. The longest movie Run, in runtime is never deterred. No, Peter it's Jackson. like we've watched six hours of this stuff in two days, which and is nuts. But I could watch three hours left. I could watch that right now. <laughs> I could stop this podcast and go watch the rest of that. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll talk more about that. Maybe five not. out of five. five yeah. I <laughs> know. Yeah. I'm also one episode left, but I'm already. Yeah. It's going to be a five out of five for me. All right. So House of Gucci. I was, uh, I mean, obviously the the name itself lets you know what it's about. It's about Gucci. <laughs> I wanted to see this in VIP because it's Gucci, right? You got to go big when it's Gucci, but you were like, come on, that's an extra five bucks. <laughs> I wasn't going to eat anything. <laughs> I wasn't going to eat anything. <laughs> I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it sitting in the leather seats, man. It's Gucci. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was really shocked with the story. Like, I couldn't believe the level of drama that's in Gucci. Like, what the... That it's nuts. Dude, like, the, it seems like nothing, nothing happened in that company in terms of like backstabbing until like 1980s. <laughs> it's like 1980s happened, and everyone's like, "Okay, it's time to do cocaine and stab each yeah, other." Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, everyone started doing, doing cocaine. And just like I got to get to the top, man. Um, this movie's totally, totally unhinged. Yeah, it's, it's like but, it's like I heard people saying it's a Goodfellas uh, with Devil's Wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is like one thousand percent camp, and like no, like 
personified by Jared Leto, who I oh saw. Oh my god! I saw someone. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> never eat. What did he say? He yeah. goes never. Uh, never confuse a shit with a chocolate. chocolate. I shouldn't know. <laughs> That's why I saw people saying like he's like it feels like he's one line away from going. It's a me Mario the whole time. Yeah, they're like Jared. We just want you to play Italian. And he just does Mario, and they're like, but Jared, not Mario. And he just does Mario. And they're like, oh, I guess Jared Leto's doing Mario. Okay, so this begs the question: Why is Chris Pratt the voice of Mario in the Mario movie? <laughs> why is we've Jared got Jared Leto, who has a perfectly good Mario impression. Mario was part of Gucci. Everybody, that's what we know. <laughs> No, but he was. I you were the one who who said, "Oh, I think uh, that was Jared Leto because he's wearing heavy makeup." And I yeah, it was I like, had no clue. It was like the third scene before I went, "Holy crap, that's Jared Leto under all that makeup!" You're like those eyes. I would never mistake those would, eyes. No, those beautiful you, blue eyes. Yeah, he's got beautiful eyes. Yeah, this I saw them and I was like, "Is that why you think crap. people follow him in a cult? They're like his eyes." Yeah, hundred. He looks like Jesus just a little bit. The dude's the he whole. Be Jesus the dude's the whole package. He can sing too. He's amazing. Yeah, it blew my mind. I didn't know he. What band is he part of? Thirty it? Seconds to Mars. What? I can't I believe you didn't know. I don't know anything. I don't know. It's. I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah, he's a talented guy. Um, Adam Driver. We can't. Driver's good in this movie. His accent is also a little bit ridiculous. That's what I like about this movie. It's not afraid to just go for it. It's going big. It's not. It's not one of those. Um, autobiographies where it's like or they're not autobiographies it's not one of those um uh what, what, what? <laughs> because it's about a company what, what do you call it what do you call I, it i don't know what do you call it when it's a biopic biopic yeah but it's not really a biopic either because it's, it's not a really, biopic but it's not about a one particular person that's a biopic so like right it's, it's more just like a but anyway it's not one of those where like be, everyone studied their the person that they were portraying for years and like spent time with them like learning their yeah. ways and why it was just like no these like like adam you're italian go like <laughs> <laughs> it's like if we can't speak italian we can speak like italian yeah. <laughs> that's um, what and you you brought this up second movie where ridley scott where ridley scott it's just made a movie that's very much so about a place Right, and everyone's speaking in those in that place's accents, and not actually that language. <laughs> yeah, no. Which at least he does the accents. At least they're not speaking perfect English. No, like you know. Uh, but I was going to say, directed by Ridley Scott. But I honestly, this could have been a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah, like it had a lot of the same vibes, the music, the uh, well, just the whole story itself was very much like. Although the, I guess it wasn't overly complicated. A lot of I, I don't know. It I I really loved it. A lot of people gave it bad ratings mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I think um, some people thought they came in thinking it was going to be a serious thing. And then when it was basically a comedy, they were kind of rubbed the wrong I, way. I didn't come in for the Gucci, but I'm happy I came out with backstabbing murder and, <laughs> and action. Lots of like, I mean, should we tell like it's crazy, right? Like you got you got uh, family members backstabbing them each other to get, you know, part of the company. It, it's you got like, a wife. Uh, you know, murder plot who kills her husband. You got lying, you got cheating, you got like everything. Yeah, it's like that meme of like the person pointing the gun at the other person's back and someone else is pointing a gun at their back and then there's yeah. a guy up in the balcony pointing a gun at that person. Yeah. Like that's that's what this movie feels like. Uh, Gaga, really good in this movie. Once again, I also did not realize that was Lady Gaga. She's good. Yeah, she's fantastic. Like, I didn't watch the Bradley Cooper... Uh, a Star maybe, is Born? That's her first movie, right? Like, she, first movie she... Uh, or, like, one of her major, first major roles. Yeah. 
So I, I, never I think seen she had that. been in TV stuff before that. Oh, um, really? Well, I, yeah, like an episode of CSI or something. Uh, I think so. Yeah, and I think she maybe did some other stuff. I don't know off the top of my head. But anyway, I was really like pleasantly surprised. I I didn't find out that was Lady Gaga till after. You're like, how did you not realize that was Gaga? She looked very different. I don't know. I mean, just I don't to know. me. <laughs> okay. just, I just never thought that. I didn't think that was Lady Gaga. Yeah, Al Pacino. American Horror Story. That was the other. TV oh, show she, she was, was and she was in the worst yeah. season of American Horror Story. <laughs> I hated that season. The hotel, right? I, I, I don't oh, know. It was so stupid. And she was like a vampire hotel. I don't know. It was the dumbest season. I still hate it. I love a lot of the seasons of American Horror Story, but that one just I couldn't even watch. I didn't finish it. Pacino too. Pacino's great. Brilliant. I love course. his. I love his entrance to the movie where it's just <laughs> him looking in the newspaper. What is this? What is this? <laughs> but in, Al Pacino doing an Italian accent is just <laughs> yeah. so weird to see. Fantastic. It's like, Al Pacino, you're already Italian. You don't need to... <laughs> like, I was just shocked that Robert De Niro, De Niro didn't just show up out of nowhere. <laughs> Start slapping people around. Robert De Niro shows up. Hey, bada boom. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I think I gave it five. I think this, or no, I, I four, four and a half. Five. I think you four gave point it. Five, yeah. yeah, I gave it uh, four stars, and it's my fifth favorite movie of the year. I think it's my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I really love these type of movies. Like I love Goodfellas. I love uh. all those type of movies. I didn't expect this movie to be uh, um, this good, but but it surprised me, and I was really happy. My favorite of the year is still Dune. Yeah. Well, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I gave that one five. That's that is my favorite movie. Forgot it. <laughs> I forgot it exists. You forgot about Dune. <laughs> yeah, just out of my top. How of my head. dare you forget about Dune? I will leave now and log off. <laughs> log off movie fandom forever. All right. So another fantastic actor, and I think that this one might catch a nomination. We'll see. I think uh, another movie with a really good uh, child actor, but. I think he was allowed to pay, play more of a child. Yeah. So we're talking about Come On, Come On, which... Not very known, I don't think. I've, I haven't heard of anybody really talk about it. I, I didn't even know it existed until you told me to go see it with you. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, don't have a, I don't have my finger on the pulse of like what the average person, what movies they've heard of. To me, I'm like, yeah, Come On, Come On's coming out. We got to go check it out. There's hype. New A24 movie, baby. Um, yeah, I loved it a lot. It was really, really good. Um, I thought the only negative part I would say is I thought it was a tad bit long. I don't, I didn't think it needed to be as long as it was. And there was too many, I lost a child scenes that, yeah, there was, well, there was two, but there was there two. I thought maybe there was three. Maybe there was three. I don't know. I kept on, I I was worried after it happened, like it happened once and you thought it was going to happen for like real, real. It happens once and you think, oh, that's the, I lost the child scene. And then it happens a second time, and then you just are panicked for the rest of the movie that it's going to happen a third time. Like, I know why they did it, because the character, the, the little boy, is uh, acting out his frustration with his yeah. father and his mother. But I don't know. That, I thought they maybe could have done it a different way. And then I just thought it didn't need to be. What was, what was it like? It, did, it felt longer than two hours. It was, yeah, it wasn't as long as you're making it out to be. Maybe because I wanted to go skating so bad. <laughs> I was like thinking <laughs> I just wanted to go skate. Well, I mean, I think too, that it is a bit repetitious at times, um, but I still really loved it. And I, it was really emotional. Um, I, I, I had a tear in my eye I at the very end. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, cry at all, but like I, I, didn't cry. I, I, I really I had a tear in my eye. Okay, Jeez. but yeah. Uh, 
That's crying when you have no, a tear in tears, your eye. Tears are on the cusp of crying. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't quite get there, but I, I felt only, only when dogs die in movies do I cry. Okay, <laughs> that's if, the only time. If I had been like slightly more tired and emotional feeling, I definitely would have cried in this movie. <laughs> I think it just got me because like it, it was a very honest like picture of like so for yeah, Walking Phoenix character. Um, by the way, he's in this. We didn't really. Oh, another yeah. good actor. We yeah, say. sorry, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, and, and this is a really good role. This is the type of movie that he should have won for, and not never... playing playing a weird Joker character. Yeah, and he dumb. was he looks better uh, when he's a little heavier. I think. Yeah, he looks full. Like he looks healthy <laughs> when he's skinny. He looks odd. <laughs> like hit like in in the Joker or in the Master. Yeah, he just looks weird when he's skinny. His like I don't know what it. He <laughs> well, seems purposeful. better. I know, but he looks so much better when he's a little chubby. Yeah. I think he's a very handsome man when he's chubby. Yes. He um, but I can't get over his name. I never will get over that name. <laughs> Walking Phoenix. Like, what is that? Anyway, um, yeah, he when they go into how like um for the character Walking Phoenix plays this the mo- the time he spends with Jesse, the, the little boy, mm-hmm. an actor is Woody Norman. Yeah. Um, for for him, it's going to be a big part of his memory and his life right whereas in for jesse little boy this is it's going to be just glimpses and 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 little bits of memory of this time that they spent together while his mom was away and uh jesse tells him he doesn't want to forget and he cries about how he doesn't want to forget and it just kind of brings me back to like thinking about all like when i was little all the stuff my parents and we would go do all these things like beaches with all these people i remember all these people so vaguely (laughs) i remember they were important somehow like I got babysat by someone for like ever when I was like five, right? For a year or two. And I don't remember that person really. Like I remember them only because of photos or I remember them from like moments of like mm-hmm. this happened, but I don't remember the person. I think that's really sad. I mean, but I think this movie really captures that. Yeah. And so that's what we were talking about, how Belfast was from the child's perspective. This movie is very much from so the adults. from the adult's perspective. And I think that it's going to be really, really meaningful to parents who see it. Like, I think that maybe, I think that if I maybe had kids and like had, I, I can only empathize with his experiences in this movie, right? Um, whereas I think a lot of people will identify with with uh, w- what happens with his character, like just the f- the frustration that he has. <laughs> He's yeah. desperately well, trying not to take out like his anger on the kid, right? Like the kid does something that really makes him mad and he just has to like sit there and nod and be like... I yeah. also I also think it, the one thing that I I liked this movie for is that it showed kind of like that awkwardness between like because like at the beginning when he he doesn't really know Jesse that well mm-hmm. and there's like that little bit of awkwardness like it's your family that's your uncle he's your nephew yeah you love each other because your family but there's like this like distance awkwardness that kind of <laughs> like you don't know how to act always right like am I allowed like do I hug do we don't like you know what I mean there's, <laughs> yeah. that, there's that little bit of weirdness. <laughs> And then that kind of, as the movie goes and they get closer, that kind of goes away, right? But mm. I think that's always very true. Like when you meet, like if you meet, like you have a little cousin who's like. You probably have that with your little cousin sometimes. Like, He's probably a little bit hesitant when you see him for like the first five yeah, minutes. Right? Yeah, yeah, And then he gets comfortable with you being there and starts acting wild. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. But that, like, I love how that movie captures that like awkwardness, like mm-hmm. that, like, I don't know. It's it's really well done. I It's also shot in black and white. 
Which is an interesting choice. I thought it worked. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't mention that Belfast also shot in oh, black and white. right. And, yeah, I and, forgot about that. And we've got The Tragedy of Macbeth coming out next month also in black and white. So, so it's kind of three. a hot time for black and white right now. Roma won Best Picture a few years ago, right? Like, so out of these three, because like, I feel like these three are going to come up in Best Picture conversations. Wh- which ones? All three. Oh, sorry. Belfast, I say Belfast, House of Gucci, and Kamala. I don't know about House of Gucci. I, th- I don't think, I think House it- of Gucci... I think it should. I think House of Gucci is going to come up in acting categories, probably. I think Gaga probably gets nominated. Uh, it's fringe, though, for Gaga. Maybe Jared Leto. As Jared like, Leto for Best Supporting. I, I don't know. People might say overacting. I, but I, yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's, Leto's kind of in a weird spot where it's like, is this amazing acting or is it bad? Like, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, he's, he's, Making a very specific choice, right? And it's very, very funny what he does. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe not, and maybe not a nomination for that. But, but uh, also, you know what? All these three, three of these movies. I have something I forgot to mention about Belfast is I, I as a child of an immigrant, right? Immigrants, or I, as an immigrant myself, mm-hmm. the ending of Belfast when he says, "This is for all those who stayed." Oh yeah, and I got a little choked up when I read that. Well, yeah. for me, I was like, and I just think of like all my family members who never came over here. Yeah, and like that's such a true like. There's like this very, like I don't know. There's like something about that that really moved me, and I felt both of these movies connected with me in 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 one way or another about like childhood, about mm-hmm. being an immigrant or family overseas, whatever it is, or this one where it's like you know just family dynamics and being uh, an adult who let's say you're you you know you're watching your niece and you live far away and you're having a really special time. And all of a sudden you're going to go and that niece, is, your niece is going to forget all about this when she's 14. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or, or your nephew or whatever. I, I just think it hits on those real, like real life sad things, but are also beautiful in a way. Oh, um, Gabby Hoffman was amazing as a mom. She did such a good job of portraying like the, like exhaustion <laughs> like the yeah, pure the exhaustion of parents yeah where it's just like the only thing that keeps you going is that you love this child but you're just so done with it <laughs> yeah um i want to do a shout out to scott McNair, mcnair mcnair yeah uh who played the father he's not much he's not a lot in this movie scoot, but scoot mcnary oh sorry did i say scoot Anyway, Scoop. he's got a weird name, but he is a great <laughs> actor, and he's in one of my favorite TV shows of all time that gets no love, uh, Halt and Catch Fire, Oh, okay. which I constantly push on people because it's so good. It, it deserves so much more yeah. fandom, but he's amazing in that in that show. It only had four seasons, and it's a brilliantly, brilliantly written, brilliantly acted show, and he's a really good actor, so I'm happy to see him in, in some stuff. Outside of like, because I don't see him in a lot of movies. Yeah, he's a really good actor, though. I've heard nothing but good things about that show. Yeah. So, what did you give it? I think I gave this also four. I also gave this movie four stars. Boring. We're I would keep giving the same reviews. This is That's my. Why I wanted you to hate Ghostbusters. Sorry, I did mostly hate it. Oh, but I you gave it three stars. Don't say you hated it. I did, well because the because the actor was so good that I couldn't deny it. Well, anyway, I did like Ghostbusters a lot more than you, but I I have a very well, strong you, nostalgia for like movies. Yeah, like it's just, that entire movie was a reference. It yeah, but was, I just, love, it was just like here's another Ghostbusters reference. Here's another Ghostbusters reference. Oh yeah, by the way, the plot's kind of happening in the background behind. That's all not these at all what that movie. You're so anyway. That's not what that movie was about. Yeah, it was. It had a lot of references. How about, how about when? She was like, I'd like my phone call. And the guy went, who are you going to call? 
<laughs> yeah, I almost I, threw up in my mouth when I that laughed line and I clapped and I stood and I cheered. That was I did not. That was one of the worst. Like most of the time, I'm a fan of like funny like throwaway lines or when someone says but the name not, of the movie. But like, but that it's not like, about you're seeing it. See that I think we just see it differently because I'm not look. I'm talking about like how it captures the spirit of that like feeling of those type uh, type of movies. What did you write? <laughs> Our producer Trevor just said, okay, can just, you not wrote, say our pro- "Just wrote on a note." Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, I guess we have a producer now. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor's like, "I'm not doing this ever again." <laughs> he's just doing our audio today. Well, he's doing a good job, I assume. Um, <laughs> are there any movies that you're looking forward to? Uh, uh yeah. What can t- you guess? No, licorice pizza. Licorice pizza. I, I am know. so ex- I I was excited for the Matrix, Bro. but Licorice Pizza is going to be the movie of the year. I Dude. I, I, I I love Dune. <laughs> I have a feeling that Licorice Pizza is going to blow blow Dune out of the water. It's going to be the best. It's going like, to be one of my favorite movies like ever. I the think. last eight times we've gone to see movies, I think the trailer for Licorice Pizza plays, and I just I just if if you had told me any of those times. Licorice Pizza's playing down like I would have down left the hall. That theater. I would have immediately walked out of any movie. Like I would have walked. If you told me in the middle of any movie, even Licorice any of Pizza's these playing, movies, yeah. I'd be, and these are good movies, amazing movies. But if you told me, by the way, Licorice Pizza's playing down the hall, it's like a I'd get happening. up and leave. I'd be like, well, guess I'm going to see Licorice I'll, Pizza. I'll, watch I'll never later, watch yeah. the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Licorice Pizza now, yeah, yeah. And that trailer is so good. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's one of I thought tra- that Matrix trailer was good, and then I saw the Licorice Pizza. Okay, trailer, the Matrix and- trailer is fabulous, but. You know what? The Matrix trailer almost—you know what they both do really well—is they mm-hmm. both show a lot without telling you anything. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, right? that's what I want in a trailer. It's like sh- show me, show me the good meat. Like when I see the licorice pizza trailer, we were I, talking about this yeah. yesterday. I, I only there's no answers in there. It's just a, I just have a lot of questions. Like why is Bradley Cooper? Why is he dating Barbara Streisand? Why, why, <laughs> why is, is he why breaking? Is he smashing the mirrors off of cars like with what? karate weapons. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Yeah. What is the relationship of of uh, these kids? How old is this girl that she says that it's weird that she's hanging out with, with his fifty year old friends? Like, yeah. I just we watched this trailer so many times. I feel like I know it like <laughs> uh, scene by scene. I'm so excited. I yeah I. I don't care if anything else comes out this year. That's going to be the the nut. Like that's it for me. I, yeah, I, I'm so excited. I'm. I, we're gonna I, do a whole podcast on just just liquors. Yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna do PTA movies. Yeah. 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 Our uh, our friend Andrew is gonna join us, and we're gonna talk. I don't know Andrew. Thomas so Anderson. Andrew's a big uh, fan of Paul Tom. Yeah. He. Yeah. I, I messaged Jimmy. He's, he's like, yeah, the Paul Thomas Anderson movies that he's seen. He loves them all, and he's gonna watch the rest. We're gonna watch the rest of them too. He has nine. But I, including Lickers Peach said this will be his ninth uh, feature film. Yeah. So I think I've seen six of them. I mean, he's, so far. he made my favorite movie pretty much. There will be time. Blood. Yeah. So, yeah. And well, then Boogie Nights. It's going to be, it's going to be really tempting for us. Oh my God. I just can't believe he made like, it's going to be so hard for us to not just do Daniel Plainview impressions. The whole I'll PTA episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Paul Thomas Anderson, man. <laughs> this is my son, producer Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> um, um the yeah. tragedy of Macbeth, I'm super excited for also. Uh, love yeah. love the Cohen brothers, even though this is only one of the Cohen's. Yeah, I mean and I love the Cohen brothers. Denzel so. is phenomenal, Francis McDormand well, yeah, is okay, phenomenal. That, so they're in it and, and then it is the Cohen brothers. I can't like I'm well, gonna go one, see this. Uh, who is it? Joel Cohen? I forget which it's one just it is. One, they're the same. 
<laughs> everything's they write and do you know that they edited their own movies and then because they didn't want their name to come up so many times in the credits they just made up a, f- uh, a fake video editor and that guy's won Oscars and he's not even real <laughs> they've won Oscars for someone that's not real yeah it's Joel Cohen um, yeah I'm I'm really excited for that one well, what kind of talent do you must have that you basically make up a person and that person wins an Oscar <laughs> You're so good at movie making. You're not a real person. I know it's it's so. I mean, we were talking about that too the other day with uh, with PTA, where it's just like you watch his movies and you're just like, well, I might as well just like die because like I'm never gonna, I'm never be, gonna make yeah. anything like even like one. I'm never even gonna make as good as this. I'm never even gonna be able to make a movie that's as good as his trailers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his trailers are better than anything I could think of. All right. Uh, I think that that's uh, enough for today, probably. Yeah. You have anything How else you want to talk about? Uh, we're, we kept it pretty short, 37 minutes. Yeah. That's good length. Um, that's like that, you know, not bad. Not bad. Not great. Not, not, bad. not great. Not, not great. Bad. Not bad. Um, is what it is. Do a laugh track. Do it now. Yeah, we've got we got Trevor on the MIDI keys right Did now. Did he laugh? I can't yeah, hear him. Yeah, there was I have a to laugh. Give a, I, I gave him my headphones to Trevor. <laughs> I'm headphoneless, so I don't know if there was a laugh track, but I better have been. My joke was funny. So thanks to Trevor for producing this podcast. And also, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Carl and Gabe Go to the Movies. You can follow us on Letterboxd individually. I'm Gabe Clausen. I think Carl is his own name also. Can you say my last name again? Uh, why don't you say it for us, Carl? Why don't you say it? I always want to hear you say it. Pivovarsky. It's not that. Oh my god, Pivo Varsky. Pivo Varsky. You know, me, I just uh, Clausen. Well, you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. It's just I just get like it's your German blood. It won't allow you. to No, say it. it's just it's just that. First of all, I'm not. not sure. um, just, it's a running joke that it, it's a running joke that no one has ever laughed. That's because Gabe's blue eyed and is blonde. I'm hair. not blue eyed. What are? Oh, what's your? My eyes, eyes are like mostly green. <laughs> and partially it's blue. <laughs> what the? They're partially blue. Anyway, it's like a blue-green mix. Anyway, you can don't follow Carl on Letterbox. Actually, now that why? I think of it, why? Because you were mean to me just now. That's why. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> follow me. Don't follow me. Doesn't bother me. All right, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Okay, have a all right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say have a good night, but. Uh...